Greetings, possums. Just wanted to take a moment to bend your ear before we get into this episode. To start, thank you all for taking this journey with us. I cannot believe we are here in season three already. I mean, before we know it, we're going to be saying goodbye to these characters that we've all come to know and love over the last three years. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. We do have a whole season to go, and good gracious, the APA is quite powerful these days. Within these last three years, Southern Tomfoolery has grown from a single show into a blossoming network of content. We have launched another main show with Live and Let Fly, and we cannot be more pleased with how that has come out thus far. The adventures of Roland and his crew are just beginning, but already we are truly in love with our PCs and having such a fun time. Zach is crushing it in the GM chair, and I just can't wait to see where we go next. We've added a Twitch show to our lineup with STF and friends, and it has been a joy to get to know all of our guests better and fill our Mondays with laughs and camaraderie. Hacky Sack Heroes continues to be a monthly dip into Emily's mind as she GMs us through the homebrewed adventures, some of which a few of you helped create. The fact is, though, we wouldn't have any of these shows without the support and inspiration that we are so fortunate to have from all of you, our Possum Kingdom. This brings me, in my long-winded fashion, to the actual point of this intro. We would like your feedback, and so we have developed another survey. Some of you may remember the first one we put out a few years ago, and that one helped us so much. We are hoping to have even more engagement this time around. We have worked with our newest Passel Pal, E-Robs, to hone in on some more pertinent information that will help us develop the future of the network with you all in mind. Well, of course, we understand that playing from our heart is what really makes STF sing. Your feedback will prove invaluable to us as we make decisions about the network's future and what we do next in regards to content, merchandise, and community. So if you're willing to take a few minutes to respond to the survey, we all would be most appreciative. The survey link can be found in the episode notes of this episode on all of our socials, in our Discord, and on our website. It will be open from now through August 7th. I want to go ahead and preemptively thank all of you who take the time to go through our survey and respond. I appreciate your time and honesty and all of your responses, and I can't wait to see what you all have to say. So thanks for helping us get here. Thank you for helping us take the next steps forward in growing the STF network. And now please enjoy episode 174, Snow Motion. episodes it's going to be before this feeling wears off but i am so excited to be doing apa again with with the core crew sanzino ad kuiper (laughs) (laughs) at least one more at least one more adam yeah at least one more uh definitely this one at Mm -hmm. least it's just so last episode was so awesome to like y'all just like fell right back in the rhythm uh, of apa and it was it was really it's a special thing to watch when we've developed these characters over 
close three years. Close, yeah, over three years, close to two hundred episodes. You know, like it's just it's really neat to you 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 all embody these characters so easily. You know. And it We've just had it, a little practice. You just escaped. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you got kind of took yours away from me yeah, for a yeah, while. Yeah. You know? It's like riding a bike, man. Yeah, you just gotta right. get in the low register and you <laughs> right. fall right back into it. All right. Um, here's the thing, though. <laughs> Banter, I, you know, that. Well, what do we do with that now? Do we do banter? What is banter? Or what is, banter? is that <laughs> part of the show? What are we going to talk about? That part, I don't know. We could just talk about how great our show is, but that seems a little self-serving. You I know. mean, if you don't serve yourself. But yeah. yeah, what are you even doing? <laughs> it's a case-by-case case basis. You know what I mean? It's case-by-case uh-huh. case basis. It's mm-hmm. like a buffet. Week, week to week. serve ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Don't eat the shrimp. Don't eat the shrimp. Or do. It wasn't the shrimp. shrimp. (laughs) the shrimp. That's correct. It wasn't the shrimp. Turns out it was never the shrimp. It was never the shrimp the whole time. (laughs) In my mind, I just see like a little shrimp standing on a table going, Vindicated! (laughs) This this slander will not stand anymore. (laughs) I I can tell you all this now. There was a time that uh, Shayo and I were seriously considering putting... Um, shadow shrimp. Get the fuck out. Shadow Get that off. Damn yeah, it, yeah. Shay. Yeah, and he, I mean, he, I, you know, he even created the, the stat block and everything. I have him. no doubt that he did, dude. Yeah, the umbral prawn. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was going to be like one of the, one of the phantasms that y'all experienced, you know, like, uh, but we, I, we, I pulled the plug on that. It was, you know. Jeez. I mean, that's a one shot right there. Would have, been, <laughs> would have been better if it was crawfish, anyways. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, the name of the one shot is It's Not the Shrimp. It's Not the Shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's not. No, it's not. Unless it is. Well, yeah, right. Until it is. Until it is, right. Um, well, you know, I don't have anything else to say. Let's get right into it. Let's just go. Let's just get. Let's just jump into the adventure. Take That's a bite. throwback, right? That's yeah. an APA throwback. Yeah, let's get right into let's get it. Get right into yep. it. Mm-hmm. Hey, what do you guys think about the new theme song? Right? Let's we can talk about oh that for a second. Yeah, we didn't really talk about. We that. haven't yes. talked about that. We got a new theme song. It's still dang thwackle. It, it is. is. It is. But it's, it's a lot more. Epic. It's a lot more thwackle than dang. It's a lot more thwackly. Yeah. I thought it was pretty danging. Yeah, that was pretty dang. When does it become like, like it's, it's like kind of soaring? It's it's a little more like um, it's thick, yeah, and um, uh, you know, it's kind well, of the epic. Main, yeah, the main melody, um, the notes are held out longer. Mm-hmm. And it's got that yeah, big brassy stretched. sound. Yeah, so. yeah. It's not it, it's not it, like it's funky, but it's, yeah. it's, it demands acknowledgement. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> how about that? Is that yeah. it? <laughs> It was it was cool though it coming out of the like prologue like it was mm-hmm. it was more subtle like you mm-hmm. don't it's like okay here's some like build up music or whatever for what's going on and then you it, it you kind of realize when the the thwackle section comes out mm-hmm. that it's, <laughs> like, it's like oh shit this is the new song you know yeah <laughs> yeah because you don't you don't know and in, in for sure until you. then you know, I hope everybody likes it everybody likes it I know everybody uh, was excited. When we threw in the the original theme in for the, the interlude, and, for the yeah. interlude. Yeah. Um, and sorry, you know, uh, we just give oh. you a little taste yeah, here yeah. and there. 
Yeah. I mean, there's 69 episodes with it. So yeah. Right. Nice. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> it's our third album. Okay. Our, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You got to allow us to grow as, yeah. as a, as a band. Well, yeah. I'll tell you a little bit about uh, developing that, trying to write it and orchestrate and everything. And I, I knew from the get go that I wanted it to be a lot more or- orchestral than the other ones because I wanted it to have that big superhero vibe. Um, but that turns out to be pretty difficult to do. Mm-hmm. I knew that like writing for symphonies was hard. Um, <laughs> Especially on this, you know, single broken ass busted keyboard that I have, you know, it's got where, character, like, Adam. It does, it does. And so, like, I, I, th- this was like the third version of it. I, I had started like two different versions of it uh, and scrapped them, started over, uh, and I, I kind of got the base of it down. But I really wanted that the dang thwackle you know, theme or motif to be big and brassy. And I was looking through all these sounds on this keyboard that I have trying to find the right ones. I found like big brass, but that sounded a little too cheesy, a little too like, <laughs> you know, New I Orleans jazz. Big yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. um, and I kept scrolling, kept, kept looking through, trying all these different things. And I finally came across one called Gotham soundtrack. I played a note on it. I was like, Oh, that's it. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and so it's that, you know, like it just it had it. And once I laid that down, I was like, finally, I got this. And I, and I sent it to Zach, as I do, uh, to kind of get the first pass over it. And uh, I think this is the first time I've sent you a theme song where you like had no notes. You're like, that. That's, that's all cool. I that's, said was like tighten up that that yeah there was motif. like a little yeah there was yeah. like a little it was like off a yeah hair of I mean the, yeah. the thing is everybody Adam Adam likes to make weird music you know what I mean <laughs> and so sometimes I have to just rein him in and be like hey bro that's cool and all but just just put it on the one you know just <laughs> make it so on the boring, one <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so but basic. yeah after, after after you tighten that up dude it was so it was clean i had i had no issues with it i loved it yeah that that's cool that the sound set was called gotham uh, yeah what was it gotham symphony Sa- gotham soundtrack or just soundtrack <laughs> yeah that now in my head going into this uh, this season is a Christopher Nolan movie, you know. Yeah, oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I mean, it, the whole theme ends with that blah. Christopher Nolan. Blah, you know, like that's yeah, the it's final got the note. Blah. The, yeah, it's got the blah. It's got the blah, it's got the blah, baby. blah in it, dude. <laughs> that's it's just it's ironic to me, or it feels ironic, because uh, I watched the third like Chris Nolan Batman movie to go to sleep last night. Uh, oh man, yeah. what a way to go to sleep, dude. Okay, yep. Tom Hardy. Well, we failed Legend. to get right into it, but I appreciate the shout out to the mm-hmm. theme song. And like Zach and the rest of us, uh, we hope that you enjoy it uh, and that it met all your probably absurd expectations. Insanely you know? overinflated <laughs> expectations. Yeah. 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 Uh, shout out to Finder. I'm talking about you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so now let's get into it. You guys are on the ship. Uh uh, making your travels to Jitterat. And I wanted to give you guys the, you know, I don't want to do a whole ship scene. We've done now, I think, three back-to-back episodes of All RP. So, sorry, cutting the ship scene for here. But there I'm are okay some, with that. There are some mechanical things that you all are able to do while you're on the ship, particularly gathering some knowledge. So, um, 
what you can do is so we got two things that you can do some research on on your way in one on New Horizons and the other on Jedirat itself uh, both of these would require culture checks although for the Jedirat knowledge somebody can use physical silence physical silence physical, physical silence, silence. Um, Orin will use physical silence because he doesn't have <laughs> these skills and anything uh, high enough to matter you know Right. Um, so let's start with New Horizons, and I'm imagining that our professional culturologist. Yeah, culturologist. Yep. Love it. That's a professional For, name. Yep. Former resort owner. Yeah. Now, what? Ziva does not own or run and operate Pools of Paradise anymore. That's kind of a crazy thing. I, I would like to say, though, um, I'm still a. Uh, I'm still still a board on the member. board. Huh? Still a board member. Yeah. yeah, I'm still getting a cut. You're okay. still getting the, the <laughs> controlling the shareholder. Yeah. Controlling shareholder. Thank you. So yeah, she got 51 percent at least. Um, Yar. Sorry, I was trying to get my dice settled. Um, yes, I would very much like to do that, please, sir. All right, Culture, let's roll. You say. I do say. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, this is my fear coming to life right here. Okay, I don't have my calculator pulled up. This is the joke, y'all. <laughs> but it's the fucking realist. This is my... Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Um, I'm going to okay, start making you roll off foundry. I will. Okay. I will, I guess. Uh, no, so you got a 44 with the culture? Yeah. Okay, you are going to get every bit of information that you can get here. There were yeah. three tiers, and oh, you exceeded yes. the third tier by 10. Uh, plus, so here you go. You know that New Horizons Luxury Retreats is a subsidiary company currently owned by Abadar Corp, which was just, they re recently acquired it from Eclipse Innovations that you already knew. A little bit more about the company, though. You know that it's a startup company that operates primarily in the vast, which is indeed where Jedirat is, by the way, uh, specializing in destination housing developments and luxury resorts. New Horizons attracted their powerful benefactor after they successfully built a tropical spa resort on an artificial island within the distant planet of Yunal's worldwide oceans. Um, they were eager to get out of the umbrella of Eclipse Innovation as they continued to get more and more bad press. Um, so it was a pretty quick deal. Uh, Eclipse Innovations needed some cash inflow and Abadar Corp was happy to take New Horizons off their hands. Of course they were. Um, New Horizons Luxury Retreats was relatively unknown in the packed worlds until they cemented a deal with Abadar Corp and the Xeno Wardens to terraform Jedirat into this winter resort. The joint project began seven years ago, actually. Um, well, so the Xeno Wardens and New Horizons started that and then transferred ownership from Eclipse to Abadar Corp. And then finally, the New Horizons Luxury Retreats recently recruited several ex-employees of Paradise Resorts, which was the original uh, resort arm of Eclipse Innovations. Um, so you know that they were responsible for the disastrous VIP resort opening of New, Le New Elysium uh, that led to all the guest deaths, except for yourself. Uh, and so... 
the similar employee rosters, these new kind of uh, refugees from Paradise Resorts that now work for New Horizons, have spurred some nasty rumors um, that the curse of Paradise Resorts has followed them to New Horizons because of the recent events of everything going haywire on the planet. So that's kind of everything that you know about New Horizons. Okay. So let's talk about this planet, Jedirat. Can roll a culture check or a physical science? Um, can two people do it? Yeah. Like one culture, one? I would love to culture. You'll I'll, probably blast it out, you know? Oh, only a 42. Only a 42. So, yeah, I mean, only. somebody can roll physical if they want, but this you're going to get all the information here, too. All right. All right. All right. So, Jedirat is an inhospitable planet in the vast discovered in 312 AG. Its poor atmosphere, icy climate, and remote location disappointed the explorers who first landed there. Uh, but New Horizons saw potential in the remote world, and together uh, with the Xeno Wardens, they have the construction rights and began terraforming Jedirat only a year after its discovery. Well, Jedirat is home to any known indigenous sentient life, mysterious ruins cover the surface of the planet. The architecture and the materials found within these ruins don't match any records of known ancient civilizations. A series of Abadar Corp Xeno archaeology teams have explored the ruins, but the ruins' origins and purposes remain a mystery. Conspiracy theorists believe that Jedirat was once home to a powerful ancient civilization whose technology far exceeded that of the Pact Worlds. Depending on who, depending on who's asked, different conspiracists believe this alien species might have designed all life in the Pact Worlds, conquered many systems in the vast before ultimately destroying themselves, or simply hid away in the subterranean structures beneath the ice. So just a little context information about where you're going, who, who's there, what's going on. Okay. Yeah. As you enter Jedirat's atmosphere and you prepare for landing on this icy world, uh, you can spot the project's significant progress, complete with efforts at commercialization. Cheerful, hollow billboards rising from the snowy ground feature several picturesque wintry scenes. Quaint villages nestled among snow-capped peaks, sapient species partaking in winter sports, and ads for cozy log cabins equipped with state-of-the-art home upgrades. Partially constructed communities dot the planet's mountainsides and valleys. Vast forests of cerulean coniferous trees surround those idyllic villages. And ski lifts traverse the frozen hills. However, a constant blizzard raging over the entire planet's surface obscures much of this winter wonderland. So most of what you're seeing is digital readouts from your scanners rather than actually getting visual eyes on what's down there. You've been given the planetary coordinates for the landing site uh, near a chalet converted into Disaster Relief HQ. As you're approaching, fierce winds whip at your starship, drive blinding snow into your viewports and obscure scanner readings the closer you get, all of which makes navigation more difficult than usual. Oren, why don't you go ahead and give me a piloting check? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Can I ask you this before we get that check? Sure. 
this is does this evoke any memory of the flight through the snowy mountains of the vast do you have any trepidation or you pass that over that just the, the similarities i'm just curious of what Oren is feeling right now again trying to land in difficult blizzardy conditions yeah i mean you know ebra take the wheel as always man i think Oren, uh, when you know when his um when his sight becomes so obstructed right he's not even focused he's focused inward he is he is you know kind of just looking at the cosmic weave of it all uh Mm -hmm. and actually i'm gonna activate my um uh a feature that i have uh that's specifically for piloting that before i roll this check i can choose to use it i get one a day extensive studies and um Let's see. Let me just. Uh, I can re-roll after I roll this. If I don't think it's high enough, I can choose to re-roll it, right? I, and then I have to okay. take the second result, even if it's worse. So, but we interesting. Got pre- we got a pretty, pretty uh, high piloting skill. Yeah. How does a thirty-eight? Thirty-eight uh, beats the DC of thirty. Okay. Um, so you are able to successfully direct the Epic Tracer to the appropriate tarmac within walking distance of the command center. Um, When you, so, you you know, I'm going to fast forward to you all disembarking unless there's something you guys want to say to each other. Okay. So as you exit the ship, rugged mountain peaks covered in lush forests rise from Jedirat's frozen surface. Sprawling construction sites nestle within the mountains and valley, the heavy equipment and incomplete structures nearly indistinguishable beneath mounting snowdrifts. Glimpses of a luxurious log and stone building perched on the edge of a steep valley appear through the torrential snowfall. The chalet radiates warmth and inviting golden light from its glass picture windows, and sword-like icicles hang from its eaves. So I assume you walk towards it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, we're gonna hang out. We're just chilling. <laughs> like, well, we've seen it. I think. We can <laughs> All right, everybody. Let's go home. Right. We'll see you. Yep. Um, you kind of get a sense of what this part of the resort could be as you walk from the landing strip up a gentle hill toward the chalet. Uh, the structure is beautifully constructed. It's a two-story alpine lodge with gleaming solar panels integrated into its slanting rooftop. Uh, A stone path lined with evergreen shrubs leads to the building's main entrance. A polished wooden door adorned with an intricately carved wreath of interwoven pine cones and antlers. Throughout the grounds, holograms of pale elves engage in a playful snowball fight while service spots in the shape of burly humanoid mountaineers greet passerbys and offer directions. The winter festive theme continues inside the chalet. Evergreen wreaths decorate the building's polished log interior, and stone fireplaces crackle with warmth and light. Instead of housing cheerful vacationers, however, the chalet's lobby teams with besuited corporate workers anxiously chattering into commune units. The nearby gift shop has recently been converted into a first aid station, um, and that's kind of what you see is this bustle of activity as you walk in. What do you do? What was the name of our contact? I'm sorry. That's an inspiration for anybody who can remember it. 
Nope. Nope. My nope. whole... You hit us with a lot of information. My huh? whole plan and was we... to go back and re-listen to these two episodes <laughs> that we just recorded <laughs> and get all my notes because I was too in it. Right. I get you. Uh, her name is Esafina Knott. There you That's go. That's what I yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue if, so if easy. If you didn't oh, hear us just say muted, that, unfortunately, it's because Adam like edited it out to make us look dumb. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. Screaming at Safina Nod this whole time. Got the yeah. whole time. Got him. The whole last time. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's her name. So, do we know what she is? What is her race? What is her... Oh, I was like, she's a person. <laughs> she's a person. I mean, like, to... She's a human. Her, she's a human. Mm-hmm. You see any humans? I'm not trying to call out her name, basically. <laughs> uh, there, it's, I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of humans. There's, you okay. know, it's it's a whole group of people frantically trying, to, you know, working. It's 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 a disaster yeah. HQ, you know. So there's a lot of bustle going on. Um, we just kind of grab a passerby and say, uh, "We're looking for Esefina. Uh, could you direct me to her?" Uh, yeah, yeah. You can head upstairs to the conference room. That's where she's at. Thank you. And yeah, you're up out of the okay. way. Yep. Cheers, mate. Uh, <laughs> and walks off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you get upstairs and you and you go. You know you f- kind of just search around trying to find the conference room, and you do. Um, and in there you see. Uh, a tall, elderly human woman with umber skin and a cybernetic optical implant in her left eye. Uh, it kind of gives her the appearance of heterochromia, mm. uh, but you guys can tell that that's actually a augmentation. Yeah. Right, right. Val right. gets naked. Um, you know that this must be her she's got the triangle with the key symbol of Abadar uh, on her lapel she's got like a little lapel pin um, you know and she she being kind of the only person in this conference room at the moment you deduce that it must be her Um, she has her hair silver hair uh, styled in a sleek bob and I actually, uh, if you'll refer to our Discord, have a picture here for okay, you guys. Okay. Oh la la. Ooh. She's fierce. I love it. Um, she sees you and she says, "Oh, greetings. If uh, you, you must be the APA, yes? Yes, that is correct. Excellent. Um, perhaps we could discuss things upstairs. I ha- there's a spacious upstairs loft that's." A little bit more comfortable, uh, and there's a fire that I had ready to go with. Be warm, and perhaps a cup of tea or hot chocolate might make yes. things easier. Of course, whatever is easy to expedite. We know everything is a bit uh, in upheaval here, and we want to help. Uh, yes, would you care for hot chocolate, coffee, or apple cider? Uh. I know refreshments are needed. Like we're on a time crunch here, right? Like people are trapped. Yes. So, so you can you get the sense that a lot of this is just coming from her training as an executive. It's very okay. polished exterior, you know, that she wants to make this meeting as comfortable for you as possible, okay. but that she is also very gravely troubled about what's going on. You can yep. you can definitely definitely get the sense that she is 
that was Anxious. going to ask yeah. and be like, is she like taking this serious at all? <laughs> okay, so yeah. Um, uh, so once you guys settle in the loft upstairs, does anybody want cider or coffee or no. hot chocolate? Okay, no, she kind of well, set the tone, so no. <laughs> well, um, Esafina not does grip a snowflake pattern mug of apple cider and tight very tightly um, and takes a sip. She sighs at the momentary pleasure and raises a cup toward her guest, gesturing for them to follow suit, and then realizes that none of you have taken a cup. And she's we're all just like staring at her, like yeah, yeah, like what do you yeah. get on yes. with it? Kind like, of. I yes. feel like as as a as a person who is like an executive hostess, essentially, like I feel for her, but like because you have this is what you fall back on, you know. Mm-hmm. Your host but our, our, our time is valuable. Exactly, right. and people. Right. Well, could she's die. not. She's not <laughs> wasting your time. Yeah. Like I, I mean, like you know, we're talking about seconds here and just general polite hospitality. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? She's not. She's not trying to dilly dally or beat around the bush. She's just making sure that everybody's warm and paying attention. Gotcha. You know, um, and so, but she does speak candidly now for the first time. The ruins were always a problem. This planet is chock full of them. When resort construction started, we decided to build around the ruins instead of raising them. The idea was to add a bit of local color to the project. (laughs) Of course, we did our due diligence and sent teams in to explore. The teams found nothing of interest and we still have no idea what ruins are or who or what built them. About a week ago, we discovered another set of ruins in the valley below. This structure was different. It was a walkway surrounding a passage that led deep underground. We immediately sent a team in. None of us expected them to find anything unusual. And New Horizons started drafting plans for an interactive museum incorporating this structure. The last communication we received from that team was disturbing, to be frank. I'll send it to you. Miss Knott pauses and taps her data pad. The simultaneous chiming of all your comm units instantly signals that the file has been delivered. Tala, the team leader, reported that one of her squads somehow activated a piece of machinery within. That's when our terraforming equipment went berserk. Before the comms went dark, Tala said that the site's defenses were back online. I don't know what that means, but it doesn't sound good. Topside, we haven't been able to disconnect or hack into whatever's causing the disturbance. She furrows her brow and takes another long drink from her mug. We haven't heard from them in over a week. They had plenty of supplies, but they're researchers, not trained combatants. I'm afraid something might happen to them long before they run out of rations. Miss Knott gently sits her mug down on the stone hearth and types another command into her data pad. She turns the device to display a detailed topographical map of the valley with a set of coordinates marked in red. This is the team's last known location. I realize you might have other motives in accepting this contract, but for me, rescuing this team and shutting down whatever's causing this storm is my only concern. If you succeed, I will make sure that you are compensated for your efforts. Well, look, don't don't worry, Miss Knight. We'll handle it with the APA. This is what we do. We're professionals. 
Yes, your, your, your reputation certainly precedes you. Miss Dot, could you tell us, um, uh, we are aware that uh, one of the members of the research team is a wealthy man. We are actually, uh, most of us, uh, familiar with him before he took into research. But what are the other members of the team? How many people are we looking for? The, there are two others. A female Korlu named Tala. She was the group's leader. And they had an android with them named Ariad N5. Along with, yes, Weldy. I, I do remember now something about that uh, when I... Uh, the Xeno Wardens seemed to maybe have told me that when they were suggesting you to be hired. I, I'm sorry, I'm all frazzled. Um, I'm quite disturbed at this. I, I would hate for, for something terrible to happen, to them particularly. So it's been a week. Mm-hmm. There's three people down there. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the, like, actual thing that's... Is it a door? I may have missed. So there's, like, an opening... The spiral like the, tunnel that thing? That spirals down underground. Okay. And that has now been closed off by some sort of force field. Okay. Um, and as soon as that happened, all of their equipment started going haywire, and the blizzards have been persistent for the last week. Okay. Sounds to me like you dug too greedily, too deep. Well, Mr. And she, like, refers to, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, that, that, that's correct. I, I, I want to be clear that we were, we did not dig, either we found this, uh, that these were here prior to us arriving, and that is why we asked the Xeno Wardens to investigate, because they are professionals at taking care to not disturb ruins. But apparently they did this time. I know that they had an intern with them. That must have been this Mr. Man that you're speaking of. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised that kid got himself in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably all his fault. Um, if you want to look at the video clip that she sent to you, uh, yeah. what you, what you see is shaky footage panning around a circular room crowded with machinery. Lights blink in what appear to be computer consoles, though the technology, you know, fell. Kuiper, this doesn't look like anything that you've ever seen. Not in the Vescarium, not in the Pact Worlds. It is very, very strange technology. The operator of the camera then flips the device to reveal herself as the Coralu, bundled in heavy thermal gear. Uh, two other humanoids are huddled in the corner behind her. And she says into the camera, We woke it up. Warning clacks and howls in the distance. Dear gods, the defenses are back online. The camera shakes violently and the footage ends abruptly. I don't really care for the look of that. Uh, none of that tech. Like that. I've never seen anything like that before. Not the blue. Doesn't look like anything to me. <laughs> Were would I will we, say that you recognized Weldy as one of the people in in the, in the video. The yeah. When mm -hmm. okay. when did they receive that video? 
like the was, day that it came back it's on? It's the day that it happened. Okay. Um, Have they been able to do any like scans like are there life signs no so all their equipment is jumbled and and, and acting very strangely and they can't get it to do what it's supposed to do because they've had zero communications outside of that video correct gotcha well it's it's been a week obviously you've got to worry about um dust and hunger but I, i imagine they've got rations and knowing weldy's probably got a Backpack full of che- Cheetos and Rice Krispies. Well, um, she did mention that they are well stocked, so the, right. the starvation isn't necessarily a concern. She's more worried about what the defenses, defenses. might be. Yeah. Is there anything else uh, pertinent information that we should know before we go to the site and uh, start looking around? Uh, she'll tell you that while the chalet's compound is currently secure and powered by emergency generators. Elsewhere, rolling power outages plaguing, are plaguing the rest of the planet. Comms aren't getting through to the trap team in the valley. A previous expedition sent to recover any survivors failed, returning several days later with several injuries from frostbite. So they had tried to send some of their own people out there and were not able to penetrate the force field. And so she is warning you about the severe nature of the weather. And it is extremely, extremely cold. Um, and so she you know, tells you... I, I hope that you've come prepared to deal with extreme colds because this is beyond even its normal uh, environmental issues. Now, yeah. let's go back just a little bit. Yeah. You, uh, you said that you you had some teams try and go in. What did they try? How did they try and do it? Because I don't want to try and repeat their steps and waste time. Well, unfortunately, they were not... Uh, skilled or outfitted enough to get through the force field. Now, I imagine folks of your caliber and resources might have a better chance at that, but we did not have any mystics or technomancers available to to try to penetrate whatever this magic or, or force field is. And they were not prepared for the weather, and as a result... They could not spend very long out there because one of the team members was suffering from severe frostbite. It was it was quite a disaster, to be frank, and I wish I could give you better news, but they were in ill-prepared and inadequately trained for that kind of mission. So they basically just like went up, knocked, tried to push on, it didn't work, and had to come back. I, I think that, unfortunately, is, is the sum of the matter. Well, okay, mechanically speaking, general environmental protections are not going to cut it. Is that what I'm understanding? Like armor environmental protections? So it is sub-zero temperatures resulting in an environment of extreme cold. So it depends on your armor of whether or not it can you can sustain that. Uh, there, She talk, tells you that there are deep snow drifts and powerful winds. Um and that the severe weather conditions do seem to have some magical components to them. Um, she doesn't know the full extent of it, but they are altering the conditions of which magic normally works. Hmm. Well, that's unfortunate. So there's no guarantees that we'll be able to 
ready your back once we actually penetrate the shield. I'd be willing to bet it won't work. No. Uh, I, I would think that that is a probably accurate assessment. So I just looked it up real quick, mm-hmm. and uh, environmental protections, I believe it's the same across all armor mm-hmm. or gear, unless it says otherwise. Uh, it temperatures as low as negative 20 Fahrenheit. Correct. Okay. That is sub-zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is, but it's not too far sub-zero. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not reading anything here that is would, suggesting that you... Just don't go out there you, and you skivvies. Yeah, you just, yeah, I think you only get like 24 to 48 hours of environmental protection, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's how you've got depends to Depends on it. the... Depends on the suit. Yeah, the higher yeah. the tier, the, the more uses, so and each use is like one hour's worth. Correct. Yeah. Like I've got 312 uses on mine. Yeah, I think so, I think yeah. at the high level you guys should have plenty of hours because it's going to take you. It's a two mile hike from here to the site. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, could we not just fly our ship that two miles? I was going to hike. You have to hike down, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's down. there's no no way to safely navigate the ship into the I mean, valley. The tracer's like. Almost 300 feet long, mm-hmm. you know. There's no mm-hmm. parking spaces down there. Well, and could, given the weather conditions, too. It's, and it, also, with the technology going wonky, who's to say we'd even be able to control the ship right. as we get closer? Also right. true. Um, okay. Okay. Well, in, instead of the ship, uh, you guys got any type of, like, I don't know, uh, like Rover or like a, a truck or something we could take? Or Well, we do, APC. but again... again None of our equipment is working as it should. As it's as if these ruins are somehow hacked into every bit of technology that we have. That is unfortunate. In fact, I would make sure that your ship is secured. Maybe turn it offline in some form of fashion so it doesn't suffer from the same virus that seems to be permeating through all of our tech. Well, <laughs> you have the keys, right? Oren, Oren, you have the keys. Okay, yeah, right. I got the we're keys. fine. We're fine. <laughs> That's how that works, right? Yeah, just beep, beep. <laughs> um, is there something that we... Uh, yeah, yeah, you got a rune drive in there. Oh, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> rune drive is the hand wave of Epic Tracer, so we're good, we're good to go. <laughs> yeah, you have uh, like a freaking transcended android as your fucking AI in there. So, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Gonna, I don't think anything's going to happen. Outside the window, as you guys are kind of discussing this, you do hear the hologram start singing like a festive carol, um, the elvish, bluish mm-hmm. holograms. Um, and there's, the, you know, it really seems to be out of tone with what's going on here, but they're, they're just singing their songs, you know, like, Winter, winter, winter land, aren't we glad that you have our hand? You know, whatever. <laughs> uh, that's about as good as I could improvise right there. Nailed um, it. Um, <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> yeah, uh, and she says, "Oh no, aren't they? Oh no, aren't they precious? I, I can't wait for my grandchildren to visit. We're going to have a gift shop with a photo booth where you can pose alongside the bots. It'll make an adorable holiday card." And then she sobers and shakes her head in apology. I, I'm sorry. It, it, it seems all so ludicrous now, with those poor scientists trapped in the valley. And this is like real shades of John Hammond from Jurassic Park. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 Um, she says before she encourages you that before you begin your trek to Hard Pack Valley, that's where it's at. 
to stop by the first aid station that's in the gift shop downstairs for supplies. Um, and that just tell her that, tell them that she has sent you there and they will outfit you with some supplies. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. Um, so you do that, you make your way down to the converted gift shop and the supply uh, person there gives you four white nanite hypopens. Oh, nice. Two green nanite hypopens, four Mark III serums of healing, and a spell ampule of haste, and plus each of you get a week's worth of R2E rations. Okay. Mm. Oh, nice. That's more than I expected. I thought they were going to give us yeah. like a pound of peppermint bark and six mugs of hot chocolate and say, get on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking see you. <laughs> So I'm gonna take the um, the spell amp. Yeah. Do y'all know what uh, they the nanopites nano? I don't know yep. what a white one does. We've this had the look, green and the red before. What does the green do? Do you remember? I think it's a. It's like a um, oh god, it takes away like a condition. I think. Yeah. yeah. So so you've got. Uh, White is a level 9 item, uh, removes affliction. Green uh, is level 12, uh, the effect is restoration. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah those are, so those are good. I, I'm flush with, with, with that stuff. Medicinals? Well, no, actually, I don't think I've got a bunch of... But I've got two spell gems of restoration. I've got a, several, you know, serums, and I can cast restoration, obviously. And, mm -hmm. um, obviously I can heal, so if anyone wants the 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 hypopins and the serums. Uh, I'll uh, take them just because I can move them. around a lot. You know, I did take the spell amp of haste though. Okay, I'll, I will take one white. Uh huh. And what if we what if we do that? I'll take one white and one green, and you take the rest because you've got like ooh ooh ooh. Actually, no. I would say <laughs> so. So we've got yeah. four white uh, hypopins. Everybody but Orange should get one of those, I think. Because he has no. the ability okay, yeah, to yeah. do this Four, stuff. Definitely, yeah. And then two other people should... Like, we should have one person with one green, one with the other. Sounds good. Sounds good. So I guess Ziva with one of the greens and Kuiper with the other green because he's mobile? Yep. Okay, and then don't forget there are four Mark Three Heroes of Ceiling. What's of that? Healing. Four Mark Three Heroes of Ceiling. Heroes yeah. of Ceiling. Wow. <laughs> I love it. What do they sound it's, like? It's like <laughs> unlike other techno any technology you've ever seen. Oh god. Or heard. <laughs> or heard, right. Um, um so yeah, it's four of the Mark III. We just do the same thing? Yeah. All of the rest of us. Yeah, y'all each take one. Everybody grab one. Okay, great. Actually, so uh the spell amp so the spell gem is one that you need to cast. You need to be able to two cast spells in order to use. The spell amp is uh, something that's like a, an injection. So if somebody wants that haste, oh yeah, you know you there should you take that Give instead. Yeah, somebody else because it doesn't really help out for my trick attack and shit. So yeah, cool. Yeah, well, Mike, we'll grab a spell ampule of haste then. Beautiful. All right, so you guys are all outfitted up, right? And you guys are gonna start making your way towards Hardpack Valley. Goodness, give me. Right here, hiccups. 
So, you got a bit of a hike in front of you. I need you guys, as you are walking through these snowy kind of mountain valley, these winds are just just beating against you. You guys are like having to like stand against the winds. I need everybody to roll a D100. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Okay. What do we get here? Mike, what'd you get? A 41. Okay, good. Fell no. A 71. Ziva? 43. Oren? 37. Close, but you're good. Kuiper? 53. Okay. Y'all are good as this wind literally tries to lift you off your feet and knock you down. Um, but the, the sound is so loud. I mean, it's just howling. Just... In fact, it's howling so loud that you will take minus eight penalty to any perception checks that rely on sound. Oh. It's that loud. Like a freight train in the air. Yeah, it's, it's like literally just... just, yeah. just Good in everybody's heads, you hear, Thank God we got this telepathic bond! <laughs> just swear! Just hang on! <laughs> Oren's like, telepathic, yes, it's on, Mike. You don't have to yell. Cool! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep um, practicing. Still getting the hang of yeah, <laughs> yeah. So about halfway between the chalet and the valley, that floor that you're going to, um, everybody roll a perception check, and this is a visual one. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Rolled low. Thirty-six. Oh, thirty-seven. Ooh, <laughs> look at you. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say what I got. Okay. All right. Uh, well, that's fine. The two, the Orin and Ziva, um, as you're making your way down the slope, a dangerous crevasse juts through the mountain slope. And just as Mike is about to take a step into it and fall into the chasm, the two of you, it takes two of you because he's huge. Yeah. He's a big old lizard. Yeah, yeah. To hold him back and keep him from making that terrible misstep as it is a 10 foot wide and 160 foot deep chasm. Wow. Um, that Mike almost stepped into that he did not see as a re- result of all the snow drift. Yeah, and blizzard. Oh, yeah. After we grab him, Warren kind of pats him on the back of his armor and telepathically says, Watch it, big guy. Appreciate you. I mean, I've got a fly speed now, but still would have had to waste some charges. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, as you get even closer in, in the. the valley starts to taper in and at the foot of the slope snow drifts have really gathered I need all of you to roll a survival check well that's not right <laughs> okay ooh nice okay Adam I'm so glad that you have me rolling on a foundry <laughs> <laughs> what'd you get I got a natural 20 for a 24 Okay, that's 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 cute. I, okay, well, fuck off. All right, I'm happy for me. <laughs> Oren got a uh, thirty-two. Okay, rolled a twenty-seven. Uh huh. Nineteen. Twenty-seven for Phil. Oren saves y'all's bacon once again, as he spots what looks like regular snow is actually a deep pocket of snow that you almost like sink down into like quicksand mm. again he st- he uses you know you use your 
telepathy. Telepathy. Yeah. yeah. To 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 warn them of these snowdrifts um, and keep them from sinking into it and potentially suffocating. Ooh. I didn't know you brought bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Always come prepared, Mike. <laughs> um. What are you guys feeling right now about this this hike? What's what's going through you guys' heads? As you, I mean, like we kind of just like push through here. You got a lot of information. What, what's 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 your motivation at this point? Well, you know? we got to get wealthy, right? right. You know. Um, I mean, obviously that's what brought you here. But the more information that you've gathered about what's going on here, and that like it's bigger than just Weldy, like right. it's just something that has changed the environment of the entire well, not changed the environment, yeah. but like changed the weather patterns of the entire planet. There's some sort of virus hacking every piece of technology on this surface. Where are y'all at? Yeah, I mean, Orin thinks this is this, this is some deep, mysterious thing. I mean, he's in he's used to you know getting to the bottom of the mysteries of the cosmos but th- he thinks mm. this is something that that we don't know anything about it's going to be completely unknown and completely alien to to us and mm. um is is you know a little trepidatious but but determined as as usual mm-hmm. kuiper is a little bit more practical in this and that he's well because of intel gathering i mean more information is required and so it's very pragmatic as far as like his view on this is that it's not necessarily something that's yes it's something that's a a system wide or rather planetary wide that's affecting these 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 ruins or affecting the technology here impacting this weather um but still, more information is required out of this before he can make any kind of rational assessment to uh, surmise what is going on at the bottom of this. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Fell would be thinking that there is, there's got to be a logical explanation to this. There's a cause, then there's the effect. So some crazy technology. He's he's almost excited to see and potentially learn from what he's about to experience. Mm-hmm. What about Mike? Uh, Mike's not concerned about any of that. He knows that any of the mystery and the technology involved with this is something that will be sussed out and solved by his allies. So he's much more focused on um, looking out for everybody on this actual hike and, and safeguarding them from pitfalls as they've been safeguarding him. You know, like, let's let's get to the location... Um, and then worry about that stuff. But for right now, let's not get split up. Let's not get separated. Let's keep everybody, you know, healthy and whole until we get there. Mm-hmm. Well, what about Captain? Uh, Captain's having vague, not actual dooly do based, but uh, flashbacks of our time on Nakondas with the Aslanti ship. Kind of like dealing with unknown technologies, ancient technologies. That we don't really know anything about um so just really trying to compartmentalize it and focus on getting to the site and then focus on getting that open um because a planet-wide catastrophe essentially that this is is something that she can't deal with currently so again kind of repeating everything that everybody else is saying taking it step by step focusing on one task then the next 
Well, as you all descend into Hardpack Valley, um, you you enter from the foothills to the south. Uh, Hardpack Valley is a sprawling construction site populated with cabins in varying degrees of completion. The cabins surrounding the village square at the center of the valley are completely built, while the buildings on the community's outer edges are a little more than foundations. The village's predominant architectural style is a quaint alpine design with a modern twist. A-frame log structures are augmented with walls constructed of metal and glass, and silver solar panels adorn the roof. The impression of a sleepy village of modern log cabins is spoiled by the blizzard raging through the valley. The buildings surround a towering, blue-needled coniferous tree bristling with long silver pine cones at the center of an otherwise empty promenade. Metal sculptures of cavorting squaxes stand beneath the, tea, the tree's snow-laden boughs, and a nearby plaque bears the common text, Snowdrop Village, established 321 AG. Around this village, particularly around the tree, a group of some more of those holographic elves with pale skin and flowing white hair are gathered, singing through the storm in faint voices. It's a simplistic but catchy carol, although you can't really make out the words at this point. As you step into the square, you notice directly in front of you, the blizzard seems to coalesce in two places. It gets denser and denser, like you didn't think that this snowstorm could get any more dense, but it starts swirling almost in a, like a tornado-like fashion in two different places. Can I roll a mysticism on on those? Well, you don't have to because they eventually form mm. into two huge elder air elementals. Oh shit! Oh, okay. This oh, is okay. what you sh- this is what you sh- see. Ooh. <laughs> It's like jacked up genies, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. gin-like. Yeah, uh, and two of them... It's Robin Williams. Yeah, <laughs> two of them appear before you and coalesce in this snowy blizzard. Not happy about your presence. Well, same. And we'll see you. Okay, oh, oh, oh. Not either. okay nice. Elemental fight. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Flex like that. Everybody's gonna be flexing on this fight. Yeah, I'm gonna be